reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty. All right, so my podcast this evening's with Rob Wiedenauer. And uh, me and Rob have gone way back uh, to high school days and... Uh, Turns out that uh, I always liked you. I mean, we always got along, we played football along. and stuff yeah. like that. It was always fun. We were always pretty rowdy guys anyway. And uh, turns out that both of us end up in wheelchairs when we got older. So that's that's the way it worked out. Uh, and both of us have made the very best out of it as Absolutely. far as what we could do. Uh, so um, Rob is a guy who is deep 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 into race car driving and i've been out with him a couple times and it's been uh like i said my word for it was violent just it's violent it's pretty violent as far as that goes and uh you know i want you to tell me about uh how did you how did that even start to become a thing for you like how 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 would we get to race car driving absolutely well first of all you're one of you're one of the few people that have ridden with me and uh, yeah. in the real car, so we'll talk about that later. It's, right, um, right. You, you understand firsthand what's going on. Well, it wasn't something that, you know, as a kid, you got posters on the wall, you go to races. You know, when I got hurt, it wasn't like, hey, I want to be a race car driver. Right. Um, you know, you focus on other things. And then, you know, therapy was a really long time. So it was a couple of years go by, and I finally got my driver's license. You know, that's like... You know, I, I won the lotto. I could finally leave the house. And, yeah. Um, How long was it? For me, it was a while. It was, it was two years I couldn't drive. Yeah, it was probably over a year for me. So that I was no that's driving. a big, you yeah. know, that's a big gap. Something for me was I was waiting for the car to get done, too. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm the big van <laughs> right. guy. Yeah. So there's a lot, lot going yeah. on. Uh, so once I started driving on the street, I uh, I was like, you know, I think because I, th- I drag raced for a little bit before I got hurt. I'm like, I think I can, you know, it's going straight. How hard can it be? Yeah, and, right. right, uh, right. So that's kind of how I got my toe back in the water was drag racing. Now, wait, now like, I want—I never thought I've ever asked you, like, I, your, your accident was in a car, right? It was in a car, yeah. So right. I crashed a rental car with my wife, and she walked away, and I, yeah, and I didn't. Um, no, not nothing with her. Just not not a scratch, huh? Well, she had um, like a small fracture. Um, I think C three. Oh, didn't, really? Didn't affect her cord though. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Good, yeah. So I had. Um, so I was hurt out of state, and the surgeon that put me back together, he volunteers one weekend a month at the hospital they brought me to. And, okay. And uh, yeah, Doctor Bergie's the one that saved my hand. So now, where? Them. Right. So where are you? Where's your? I'm a C six, C six, C seven. Right, right. So it's yeah. pretty much similar to me. C six, C seven. Yeah. And even though our injuries are close to one another, our return is absolutely so different. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, everybody with that stuff, everybody's super different. I, different. I was in there with a guy that was like a C six or something like that, and he got almost everything back. Like it was mostly due to swelling that his. I've seen people like where they could stand up and yeah, they can't right, walk, right, but it's like right. I saw that and I'm like, oh yeah. So the hard part is. Being chest down, so no abs, no torso control. Right? Yeah. So in ro- so I road race is what I is the racing that I do. Yeah. And when I started, I started. Well, let me start back. 
Yeah. I had a friend who had a spot on a trailer and they were going down to Florida in the winter and they said, Hey, you should come down to this, this, um, it's a uh, Dr. Chin. It has this, uh, Chin Motorsports that's, he rents racetracks. Okay. And he brings in drivers and you pay a fee and then they teach you how to drive on a road course. So I was like, well, I've never been on a road course before. So, right. So this is this is a guy who he rents them for, for. He rents it from like Daytona or all the big tracks. He he's pretty much huge now. Okay, but, but okay. back in the day, he bought a sports car. He didn't know how to drive it. He was looking around how to get on track, and he rented a racetrack and got some drivers and, and a company was born. I think he's like an anesthesiologist out of Orlando or something. Okay, so he didn't know how to drive. So he started this company, and. So I went down there. It's, it was a two-day class. It was at uh, Homestead, Florida. And I, I shipped my streetcar down there. And um, so there was 35 instructors, and no one would get in the car with me. They called it the trifecta of death. <laughs> I was in a high-horsepower streetcar, never been on a road course, and I'm driving with my hands. Mm-hmm. So one brave soul, Chris Weaver from Fort Lauderdale. Thank you, Chris. Um, Chris got in the car with me. It's uh, five half-hour sessions a day for two days. So first session, terrible. Okay. You know, I think guys in general think because they're a guy, they know they have to know how to drive and they have to be fast. Yeah, right, right. So right. I'm out there, and I didn't know squat about road racing. And uh, so, yeah, we come in. We had a big powwow, him and I. And then and we're mic'd up, so I can hear him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so we had a few hiccups out there i was not driving with my legs strapped so we found out the hard way with my leg flopping behind the brake pedal yeah right 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 and um we survived yeah, you showed me the yeah the figure four setup to uh it that really works no it works just yeah, fine it works, right, works right so i came in we strapped my leg to the door we made a couple other um adjustments because you as you know your your torso as you're turning just just you're at the mercy of the seat. Like, it doesn't hold you. I'm at the head. mercy of that. I'm at the mercy of any spasm I might get, too. See, so I don't I, have any spasms. If well. I turn real hard, sometimes mm-hmm. I can get one. Or if I stretch or something like that, I can get a whole thing that goes on. Fortunately, my spasms are just in the morning and at night. When I'm in the car, I rarely have spasms. Okay. If I'm, most of my, you know, my driving's pretty domestic and I'm, yeah. I'm driving. But I mean, I drove, uh, Oh, it's like 14 hours from here to uh, Lake Vermilion. Oof. You know what I mean? And then I would say about halfway through that, like I got my legs are bouncing and everything else. Is like, well, you know, it's like Oof. time to time to take a break, man. Get out and move, move yeah, around a little bit. That's a long way. Right. Um, so there's other cars on track and driving around. And when I when I got done, I had a uh, a professional was out on track behind me, and uh, he's he really liked what, what I was doing out there. He didn't realize I was hurt as bad as I was. And he's like, you know, you. Should really keep keep going. And um, Weaver, Chris, who was instructing me when we got done with the two days, he said he's a he worked for PCA um, instructing them Porsche Club America. And he's like, I've been doing this twelve years. No one's improved every day for both days and all the sessions. So right. now, is he dealing? He's not. He's not just dealing with guys in wheelchairs. Nobody. No? He's never had a guy. Never in a guy. Right. That's, okay. Yeah, that's there's very right. few people that. Yeah. Like, would no, I would not this. think. Right. No. And so, it's important to understand the setup. You drove my car. That car that we were on uh, on track with that you drove. Yeah. The blue one. That's how I started. So left hand was push to brake. Yep. Twist to go. Right. My right hand 
did the steering and I slip steered. So I would turn the wheel, let go, and re-grip. Yeah, right. I right, didn't right, use right. the knob. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So so fast forward a little. Um, I did a bunch of track days. I flew Chris into Chicago a couple times. And um, as my as my ability increased, so does your speed and the, and the safety factor. So I'm driving a streetcar. I had a better seat at that time. And so eventually I was told my wife, I'm like, we need something safe. We need to build yeah, a right, race car. right, 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 right. So yeah. I built a Corvette. So it had a cage. It has seats specifically made for me. And I drove that car for two years. I made a lot of horsepower. And, you know, I, I just got to the point where I felt like I could, I could go a little bit faster. And um, so I researched and bumped around and came up to a place called Eurosport in Joliet. And George... Um, he had a car for sale that wasn't built all the way. It was a it was a Cayman, and uh, that PDK, the automatic, is what I needed. Something so I didn't have to keep shifting. Right, right. And um, you know they're the ones that really helped me get over the hump um, in terms of okay, now I don't have to shift. I can just drive. Right, 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 right. right. So that car. Now I mean, to, for me, like a you know a guy on the outside to describe the way that the 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 car is set up. I mean, oh my gosh, you are in a seat that holds you exactly you're like wait i mean when the original bucket seat that's what this comes from you're like in a bucket you are in like a hole that you're totally like this thing's the the seats wrapped around you just about and then you've got Correct. what a five point uh six six yeah what is it? it's a one between the legs two it's around two between over and then two over the hips and two over the shoulders so right, right right okay and okay. then uh i used to have one that was just a strap for my chest but i didn't really it doesn't really I thought it would do more, and it didn't. No, the ones over the top are totally over. Yeah, so that seat has been designed specifically for my fire suit and my body, and there's not much. No, so there's like right, right. around my stomach and the sides, and then the shoulders are, are really snug. Yeah, so right, 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 right. I'm not going anywhere in that seat. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I've been to a couple of, uh, you know, NASCAR races and the bush car stuff and stuff like that. This is nothing like that at all. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different animal. I would say it's a, you know, and I don't want to poo-poo anything, or people like to watch the NASCAR stuff, but oh my God. It takes a lot of skill to drive a NASCAR. I, I'm, not, I'm sure, yeah. but what you're doing is way more active. I mean, you. I, I don't even know what I would call the shape of that track we were on, but it was all <laughs> over the, we were making lefts and rights, yeah. and I mean, you know, everything was apex and everything else, and it was, uh, you know, it was, it was street racing, you know, for sure, but it was, or what exactly do they call it? Road course. It's, road so we're course, on a road right, course. Right. So there's left, there's right, there's there's up, there's down. So elevation plays a, a, sure. a part into, if you're going uphill, you can, you can, you know, break a little later because the hill is scrubbing your speed. There's sure, things sure, you don't sure. think of. Right. So I'm fortunate enough to belong to a track called Audubon Country Club in Julia. Unfortunately, they had that close, too, because when yeah. we talked, there's not that many of those out there. No, there's um, New York has one. Um, Texas has one. Um, Thermal's out in Palm Springs. And I think there's another one in Vegas. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so ours, it's right in our backyard. And so I did a bunch of track days, and then I got to the point where on a track day you pay, you know, whatever the fee is, and I have to feel perfect that day to go out and drive sure sure well guess what it doesn't always work that way being no. spinal cord you know right like we all got bad days and yep so i'm like you know i think i want to join then i can just go out on a tuesday 
and practice. And, um, and that's what I did. So I joined and so I've progressed to this car now where, um, even the hand controls, we, we upgraded the controls a couple of years ago. And sure. Once I went to the ring, right, right, right. Just, it was a whole, now that leveled the playing field for me. Sure. Not, not what the, so I know you gave it to me when we were out there, but what's the specs on the car? What, how many horsepower is the, and what is the car? I mean, yeah. just tell me, tell good, me all about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at the time we built this car, Porsche didn't make anything other than the cup car. So the 911 was their like factory race car. So we built the Cayman, which is like the mid-engine Porsche with a smaller engine, a 3.4 liter um, with headers and a tune. We make like 340 horse car weighs just a little bit over 3,000 pounds, um, 32 something with me in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I started on uh, what's called, um, you know, DOT tires. So a Hoosier, um, it was a R6 back then, but they weren't um, full slicks. They actually had some groove. Okay. And you could get a lot more heat cycles out of them. Right. So as I progressed, then I went, the big step was going from street tire to the Hoosier because there's a lot more grip. And then I went to a slick, which is a whole different animal. Yeah. Right. And right, um, right. so, yeah, it's a, it's a full um, race car that we, yeah. it's got a full cage. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Fire I mean, suppression. Huge, yeah. Huge bars in there. I mean, even I saw the, the helmet you had on you had the what's the th- the thing that's on the back to stop you from the, uh, you the know, yeah, Dale was, Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. set up right where the or not yeah. junior senior so I wear a Hans uh, Hans right right yeah. okay it's uh so yeah I wear a Hans and I have a helmet blower for the top of my helmet right and because I don't sweat see that's yeah. the right you know an amputee you know they got everything except the limb whereas a spinal cord yeah it's a host you know, of things I mean I, and some of that stuff we should talk about too because people just don't for me and i don't know how you are with it i would rather someone you know no one's got time but like if if you want to know about what's going on as far as the injury stuff goes with me you know first off you know i have no cognitive problems <laughs> you know that i know of. Yeah, yeah. uh but uh <laughs> I had someone the one time asked me if I do the Special Olympics. I'm like, well, no, that's for, you know, mentally handicapped people. That's not for people that are in wheelchairs. You're talking about the Paralympics, right. which is a totally different thing. But I'm considered, and I don't know if how you work it either because your hands are functional, but you have like some loss of strength in them or something. Yeah, so my my ring finger and my pinky finger on both hands are mm, not so good. Right, right, okay. And uh, the sense of touch uh, uh, is muted. Very sure, much. sure, sure. Okay. So when I'm holding the steering wheel, even with my fire gloves, like I, I can feel the steering wheel, but it's it's not the greatest. Right, right. So I, I'm considered a quad. I, as am I. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so, my, my which people that confuses people because they think that you're supposed to be a person that can't move anything. Right. But quad just means all four limbs are affected. Mm-hmm. So um, there's people playing quad rugby that the guy's missing one little muscle in his shoulder and he's a quad yeah. um which you know that that you know however it works for him but you know anyone that has all, all four limbs affected is a quadriplegic and uh i'm not sure where the sensor is but i know it's below both of you know our injuries to sweat so it could be 98 degrees outside unless i'm in pain or in shock or something like that i'm not sweating yeah see i i I was hoping that above my injury, I would sweat. So like from my chest up and it just, um, it no. never materialized, no. right. unfortunately. Well, in road racing, you know, fire is, 
you know, it's a danger. So you have to wear the proper equipment. So yeah. I wear shoes and um, I wear a fire suit. And so it's like basically wearing a snowmobile suit. So yeah. I picked like the worst hobby in the world for a spinal cord. Uh, I don't sweat and I have to wear this. So I wear a suit that's underneath my fire suit that helps cool my body. Right, right now. Now, the day we went out, you were working that that day. I wasn't. It wasn't hot enough. No, But right. it gets oh, it was still warm from the what car. What was it that day, like 78 or 76 yeah, or something that. like that? Uh, it, was not, yeah, it was not really warm. But I'll tell you what, after we got done, oh, man, Ooh. I was looking to get that helmet off of me because it was I, I was bet you it was close hot. to 95 or 100 in the cockpit when we're done. Well, that's the other thing. The car is... So they've got the cage in there and everything else, and the car is stripped out. Like everything is, right. the door, you can put your hand in the door, everything else, and, uh, man, I'll let him up there. Uh, <laughs> what you call it, uh, the um, the heat from the engine. It, Which is right behind you. Yes. It starts to get like really, really warm. And the brakes. Like, you don't realize oh, and the brakes much. too. I think oh, that's some yeah. of that. I was even feeling the heat from the brakes. Yeah, the brakes are. Right, 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 right. So. It does. It gets it gets smoking hot in there, and then that helmet you got on with all the padding, it's not letting any heat out. And yours has got a blower in there, but uh, yeah, it was it was warm to say the least. I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, it's I don't like pulling in here, but I gotta get this helmet off me now." I have to say though, I've I've had uh, I've had my share of passengers, and you hung in there uh, full. Full tilt. Um, oh yeah, and I, th- I think you pulled a pretty good lap. Uh, oh, yeah. You said one of the best laps you pulled with a passenger. Yeah, we ran like a low one thirty two on the south track, which is for that car is pretty good. Yeah, it so. was. It was. It was eh. And that, I mean, to describe it, like I said, it was violent, and it was just hardcore acceleration and then hardcore braking. So yeah. the the six piece harness, the <laughs> six snap and six point harness thing, you're either with no torso, you're either being caught in it or <laughs> you're being pushed back into the seat super hard well you're under the gun for the clock so it's either on the gas or on the brake yeah and then we're turning too yeah. and it's like uh, the one time like i was trying to like kind of like look, i got a helmet on so i'm trying to look around to see what's going on and the one time i leaned just a little bit and then you went into a turn <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna get my head back until <laughs> we can come out of this turn so yeah my, my head was like you know on a merry-go-round going round and round uh, you did great but you know it was it was it was awesome it was it was you know hardcore uh going uh how long is the bigger straightaway there the the one we got the most speed up that it's not very long it's not very long it's um shoot i guess i should know the length of it it's, i didn't yeah, uh, i thought maybe you did i don't know, know it off the top it's, of my it's head. not very long i mean we're, we're i get into seconds. fourth i get into fourth gear that's all i can tell right you. it was like 118 119 just yeah. on that little thing and i'm like good golly uh what you call it uh um it was it was impressive to say the least and then i was trying to pay attention to what you were doing over there and there's a whole lot going on there's a lot going as, on just, i mean and then you're looking at uh everything that's good you had the electronic uh, setup that was giving you the speed and the i don't know what else is on there but well that that's that setup the Moltec that you're referring to records a bunch of stuff so when i get done I can plug my computer in and I can pull out stuff. Right. So uh, when I first started, you got an instructor sitting with you and he's telling you, okay, break here, turn there, go, go, or slow down. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Going right, too right, fast. Right. Um, I think one of the things that you learned from when we drove, when you were driving and I rode with you is you kept trying to get on the gas and turn at the same time yep, yep. and didn't realize that the, like you're kind of fighting, you're trying to go left and then the car's going right, right because right, you're on the gas. Right, right. Uh, so... There was a long period of time where everything was instructor telling me what to do. 
And then as I finally got better, I went to a system where I didn't need the instructor with me. I needed the instructor to decipher the data. Right. Where am I breaking? How hard am I breaking? Sure, 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 um, sure, sure. Am I breaking late? Uh, am I breaking too late? Uh, so all that stuff gets recorded, and I work with a pro, Tony Kester. Tony, yeah, right. And, um, yeah, Tony and I have been working together for, like, five years. Yeah, he and, seems like – I mean, I've met a couple more than a couple of times. Hell of a nice guy. You know what I mean? Probably nice to hang out with. He's raced everywhere from right. 24 – he raced prototypes uh, in Le Mans, um, 12 hours Daytona, 12 hours Sebring, you name it. He's raced all over. and But he he – he gets in that passenger seat and he tries to understand like, okay, I'm only driving with my hands. So yeah. he understands my limitations. And I think he tries to coach me from what I can do, not so much what I can't do. Right, 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 right. Which I mean, I couldn't stress more that it's, it's, it's not just you getting in a car and driving fast. There is so much going on as far as the line you're taking. And then like you were, uh, you know, so, so, the day that I went out with you, I'm going to explain it to people who are listening. Um, we went out first for, I don't even know how many laps we did, but we, we did a bunch. I mean, it was it was a good go. Uh, I think you said you went through like eight gallons of gas or something like that. that <laughs> I think we did 12 laps, which is pretty good for a passenger, i got to say. You right, hung in there. Well, what you call it, we, we did the, the 12 laps, and it was like the first couple, you're warming up the tires. The brakes so, have to come up temperature. The tires have to come up temperature. Right. There's so much going on that's not like... That seems like a thing that somebody could just go out there, and I'm sure there's guys that make millions of dollars a year that are arrogant enough that they just are like, I know what the hell I'm doing, and they go. And it seems like it could be terribly dangerous. Well, you could still crash. They can go. uh, Right, right. We were out there with guys spun out. Yes. Right. And so couple laps we warmed the tires and then oh man the difference in when you i told you it's like a frog getting boiled like it's going to seem easy at first right but once i'm up the temperature then you're just the braking um that car has a pretty sophisticated anti-lock braking system so um and then once you get comfortable the car is downforce as well too so that's probably important to say there's um there's a pretty substantial rear Yeah, so wing. the wind's coming off of it. It's pushing yeah, it so down. Yeah, so it's pushing it down. So sure. during the turns, I have quite a bit of downforce. Um, right. I have three-way shocks. Um, JRZ, I'll give you a shout out there. Um, so it can control the shock in both directions. Okay. And the rate it. So right. I can go over stuff, over bumps. Um, we went over some curbing, and it's pretty smooth. Yeah, no, it wasn't it's, bad. Uh, it's not what you would think. Um, it was not what I would think at all. Um it definitely was, if you're somebody who has any motion sickness at all, just forget it. You're Don't screwed. even go. Because, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It was mm-hmm. like, it, it, I, I don't know how to. like. You'll be ruined for If you were in a fight a and then the guy was a good fighter and it was going to be rough, like that's what was going on. It was like, <laughs> holy shit, we're all over the damn. I mean, it was, it was yeah, it was, it was, it was hardcore. Well, sure. not having, so being paralyzed from the chest down, so when you, I mean, you witnessed how hard that car can break. It's hard because, like, my stomach, I don't, I can't, like, tense up and, like, brace myself. So yes, right, right. It makes it really hard. So when you say it's violent, it's really violent for for a quad because I can't. And it's worse for you than the passenger because yeah. the passenger, all, all I'm doing is really, I'm just keeping myself, like, I got my arm locked into the cage on the one side, and I got my hand posted on my knee on the other side, and I'm holding myself from going places you got to drive. You're like steering the bugger. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, 
and the sound and I mean it, it is like uh, I think so we brought my boys with and they were both like the first couple times we saw a couple cars just come by and like just headed out to the track they were like really and I'm like yeah like straight up like blah 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 yeah, there's some pretty big. wicked stuff yes 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 so as I got better and better with with doing track days where I've finally what I felt maybe learned the line of where I needed to be on track right so then I I went and went through the race school at the track and and got my license to actually get a competition license so at at the track you can there's different run groups for different types of cars and different abilities so you don't have someone who's really good out there with someone who's sure. just learning sure and they're really strict about passing. So, like, there's no passing in a turn. So, in a race, you could pass wherever you want. Yeah, right, right. So, but at our club, you can only pass in a turn if it's a race or a qualifying. So, I'm like, you know what? I need to get this license and uh, find out what wheel-to-wheel racing is all about. And now, those guys, when you're in a race, are they bumping and everything, oh, too? Oh, well, I mean, there's been some contact. Uh, I Inspect Miata, which is our most popular. Yeah. There's definitely contact. Yeah, my, my sons were blown away by the my one boy's like eleven thousand dollars. I got to get a Miata because <laughs> like you know you were explaining like how you know it's it's really not about like the horsepower or anything. It's all about like the skill when it comes to that Miata. I, th- I think any young driver or any person who wants to learn how to road race needs to start in that car. Yeah, there's right. no ABS. There's no power steering. It's yeah. like you know it's just a raw seat of the pants. You learn how to drive a car. Sure, okay. sure, sure. When I'm driving, is completely different. I have mega downforce, mega anti-lock brake system, um, you know, to a set of a complete brake job on a Miata race car is like 250 bucks. Like, my rotors are like 1,000 up front. You yeah, know, it's like, right, right, right. It's a whole different animal. Um, the car is just more capable. In every regard. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. That, uh, the, the Miata doesn't even look like... Now, does anybody take the Miata thing, like, more seriously than they should be, like, you know, putting a really, really expensive Miata out there and trying to beat everybody? Absolutely. So, yeah. in spec Miata, they're, it's spec. You all have to have... Yeah. This year has to have... So, you can't really play around, but in GT, what, what I race, yeah. we have five levels. So, they all race out at the same time. So, one is our slowest and five is our fastest. In real life, GT1 is fastest, and two is a little slower, and three. So the GT1s are, it all goes the power to weight, and that's where the Miata kind of fits in is that GT1, and there's definitely an arms race Yeah, yeah GT1. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I mean, we're talking superchargers, wings, uh, sure. you know, crazy brakes. Right. Uh, they're really so they're, in every one of them, like even the one you race in, there's a parameter. Because you were saying, like, you had won the cup, for the year, what was it, two years ago? I won GT2 two years ago yeah, right. for the club. Right. So, But then now you've bumped up to... Yeah, so we had some... So last year was a disaster. I, I had I heard a couple engines and, uh, you know, we just couldn't... We couldn't repeat. So over the winter, I put I put a 911 engine in the Cayman. So a couple years ago, Porsche finally released a race car Cayman mm. called the Club Sport, which okay. was a 911 engine with... Sure an automatic yeah so essentially that's what i've built um is a club sport and uh so yeah bumped me up two classes because it makes uh over 400 horse and it's it's just wicked fast now zero to 60 what, what what's going on there 
Um, that's a good question. I've never actually timed it. I would say it's definitely under three seconds. Yeah, right. I mean, right, it's right. really quick because the car doesn't weigh much. Yeah, yeah. No, and, it was uh, the gearing is. It set you back in the seat for sure. You know, as far as I and I, I don't think that we can feel it the same way that somebody else could. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I was in a couple of Corvettes that were pretty quick when I was a kid, and man, I was surprised with the power they had. And I could feel it more. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was something for sure. Uh, so okay, so they bumped it now. Yeah, I mean for you, it's just the learning curve. You just give it some more time, and sooner or later you'll be, you know, getting on top of that class as as far as it goes. Or hopefully that. That's I the hope plan, so. Right? Yeah, it's been a wet spring, so my testing has been uh, diluted. Because <laughs> the problem is that we get rain. Let's say it rains, and then a couple of days go by, and then it rains again. The, the track will weep, so there'll be a couple of cracks in key spots that you just can't break the same or oh, so this weather's been crazy and that's year. yeah but yeah i uh you know i drove over the weekend and i'm not quite where i need to be but the car's a lot faster so i'm i have to learn where to break and right um, i rode with you before the car was this fast and i mean mm -hmm. it was a while ago it was a couple of years ago that i rode with you the, the the first time and then this time I, I'm telling you I don't know if I could probably gauge it that because it's so far apart but it felt faster fast. to me yes yeah, yeah. and it, you said it was like 60 horsepower different or 80 yeah horsepower? it's 60 more 60 which more, is right. um, you know pretty significant when you're talking uh, I didn't change the weight so right does that change no, no just the horsepower because I know that's not like the ALB like sometimes it's what torque and stuff like that makes the gear you know the way it's geared out or because I mean you're not shifting are you no, well, I used to do an up and a down button on the steering wheel. Yeah, and then when a I paddle looked, shifter kind of a thing? Yeah, but with a button instead okay. of a paddle. When we looked at the data, so I did, you know, 20 laps with, with me using the buttons, and then I did 20 laps with the computer shifting. And there was virtually, I, I wasn't, my shifting wasn't getting anything out wasn't of doing it. anything right. that the right. computer couldn't do. So, um, so I leave it in Sport Plus. And the, the engine's very intuitive um, to know when to downshift and when to upshift. Now, I do have the downshift button on my brake lever because sometimes when I come out of a turn and I go to hit the gas, I carried so much speed that the computer leaves it in the taller gear. So it's kind of flat coming out. So I can quickly hit that button and downshift yeah, sure, and take sure, off. Sure, sure. That's, that's all I have right now. Okay. That's all okay. I utilize. And so now... Your other vehicle, I drove your street vehicle. You did. In a touring setup. So mm -hmm. There's like a pace car in front of me. But they still let you get a pretty good brake on the uh, on the turn. And then you, you were squealing the tires. Yeah, you right. You were squealing it was, tires. It was, it, was, it, was, it was super fun. So then, like, so I'm, I was driving a what? Like, what? what, what, what give me the specs on what, what your vehicle is. Oh, uh, you drove a 911 Turbo. 911, right. Okay. Right. 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 All-wheel drive. That car makes like 550 horse. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's um, got all the goodies. Oh, yeah, it was super nice. I mean, stock. you know, cup holders and everything. Yeah. Well, my race car, I left the yeah. cup holders. Yeah, <laughs> right. I showed you some of the water bottle. Yeah, exactly. No, there. it was terrific. Uh, and at least, I mean, that one you could throw the air conditioning on, and we were uh, super cool and no, no helmets and stuff, so it worked out nice. But it was cool to – Well, you got to see the line. You drove yes. – right, right. You drove on the track. So you want me to – like – Yeah, exactly. So the track is X amount of feet wide, so where you're on the track – makes the, all the difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're over just a couple of feet. Right. So the physics of where physically you're on the track. I mean, so once you learn 
And and I think you got to see that. Like I, I, as I we, think you I think you kind of let me do what I wanted to do on the first lap or so, and then you started to yeah, correct I, me. I and I'm like, oh my couple, god, yeah. <laughs> this is so much better what you're telling me to do yeah. than what I was doing. You, you don't have mean? to move the wheel as much either when nope, you're in the right nope, spot. Yeah, right, right, right. I was, I was oversteering for sure, and then definitely. It, it, even at the end there, I'm like, man, I, I'm fighting this whole thing where I want to, there's the turn. I want to turn, but I don't need to turn yet. Like I needed to wait. You're always oh, so, yeah, it's late apex. You were so early at, and everyone is. Right, right. Any, right, any right, beginner that's right, out right. there when they drive, they want to turn. Yeah, yeah and, I want to get close to that turn. And, they and then way when, outside. And did it feel weird when I grabbed the steering wheel and to make you wait? Yeah, right. right I've right. had you didn't fight me, but I've had some people where I, when I reach over and grab the wheel, they they want to turn. Yeah, right. And it's right, like, right, whoa, right, we no. we got a couple seconds here before we can turn, and I'm holding no. the wheel, and they're fighting. no. I wanted to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I know there's a whole, you know, that's like for sure a skill game. It's not. I think people think like race car driving is like the car is the whole thing, but I, I, a good I, car helps, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, for but sure. I think knowing where to be on track and sure, where sure. to brake and where to turn. And then uh, applying that is, you know, there's definitely, I don't know, that's what I found fascinating about it. And I never, I didn't set out to be like, you know, I'm hurt and I want to be a race car driver. Like it, it just kind of, it, it came the other way to me. I, I went out and, you know, I. I saw it firsthand. I mean, I'm, I'm with, follow you like, you know, social media and you add, that's not, you're absolutely, you know, relaying it from what people would see from the outside. You were a guy that was, you were uh, boating, you were skiing, you, you did all kinds of stuff, and you fell into this as something that you really, really found a niche in as far as what you were doing. So it wasn't like, yeah, I got some dough, I'm just going to pay to be this guy that I want to be. Yeah. I mean, you could have done anything you wanted to do, and, and you know, this is what you end up doing. I had some, some really good drivers kind of steer me in the right direction, like, hey, you need to you need to keep going at right. this. and. Um, you know, it's it, it's a it's an incredible feeling when so racing competitively with other cars on track, like you know, you have a responsibility not to wreck them or wreck yourself, and yeah, right. being in close proximity with other fast cars in that first turn um, when the green flag drops is, I think that's. I mean, I don't know if you ever seen any movies where drivers are like throwing up before they get in the car. Like, I don't throw up, but I feel sick. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the pressure right, yeah, yeah. of that first, you know, we're all stacked uh, two by two, and um, sure, you know, the green flag, and then add, then you got to have an iron stomach for that anyway. Because good lord, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I've I've met a couple of people that like you know get a little bit of motion sickness just driving in their car. Like, I'm in the passenger seat thinking this guy's trying to make me throw up. Like, you know. <laughs> But you're not. You're, you're just totally trying to be faster. I was trying like, to be fast. Uh, right. I wasn't trying to make you throw up. No, but it, it, But yeah, I do it tell people if they're going to throw up, don't try and go out the window because it'll blow back on you. you got to throw up in your lap. <laughs> it's Because uh, you're belted in so tight. Right, right, right. That's, right. Uh, it's, it's, when I, violent, when you came, we'll go back to violent, when you, you try to describe it. Yeah. Like, when I, when I, my very first time on track in the, in the blue car, street car and the instructor was like trying to like tell me threshold braking like brake as hard as i can and i'm like i was hitting the brake what i felt was pretty hard like i was so we came around the next uh, lap and i'm in my mind i'm like i'm gonna show this guy what braking's all about right right and i hit the brake what i felt was as hard as possible and he's like oh that's much better <laughs> so now i'm telling you he's braking <laughs> like you're trying to hit a toddler <laughs> 
in front of the car. It is. It's like it's like it's seriously. I felt like we were like avoiding an accident every turn. Like it was like just stopping that bugger and then hitting that thing. It's the like I got a Subaru that I drive and it's got the thing on there that like gauges your uh, miles per gallon sort of a deal. And I'm always trying to like nudge that bugger up to get like better gas mileage, better gas mileage. It is the complete opposite of trying to get better gas mileage. Well, I actually have. So the Motec, the thing you were talking about earlier, the dash, it actually has in the program there. So there's lights. I don't know if you saw like the lights for like when I'm shifting. Yes, 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 yes. So those lights, if there's a warning, We'll, we'll stop doing the, the lights, and it'll flash these little red lights in the corners. Okay. So every time we were going into the braking zone hard, those li- it says on the screen high ABS. So it's warning me that I'm reaching a certain PSI right. of brake pressure. So to give you an example, what an average uh, – uh, well, I shouldn't say average uh, – a uh, driver that's um, equivalent to uh, – able-bodied driver. Yeah. Equivalent. Same kind of car as me. There's guys I race against that have almost the same setup as me. Sure. Minus the controls. Their foot pressure is 13, 1400 PSI. Okay. All right. I okay. That's that. a lot on the pedal. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm doing the, the, the exact same amount of pressure with my on, on the brake yeah. with my hand. Right. 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 Now, the old system, I wasn't even coming close. Oh, okay. the, right. Like what you drove with the left hand yep. push yep. to brake. Yep. Yeah. So. When I switch to the bar on the right-hand side, it's kind of curved and it fits more in my palm. I'm right-handed, yeah, and my tricep is good. Yeah, I right. can brake just as hard as an able-bodied driver. Right, 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 right. Now, see, I felt like okay, I got that Subaru and it's it's got the 3.6 you know uh, liter motor in there and it's quick. I pulled up in uh, Orland, uh, headed like a Sunday morning. There's no one on the road. It was like six in the morning, and there's a guy in a Lexus and he wants to race me he wants to go yeah so i'm like all right fine so we go and i mean i'm in orland like right in front of the movie theater and between the movie theater light <laughs> and 159th street i'm going 105 miles an hour right <laughs> in, in there and i beat the guy to the line so we get to the 159th street and he's like looking at me and he's like wow you know again and i'm like all right fine so but the thing that like i think i had advantage over him was well some of it was, I guess, my reflexes are a little faster than his because he was not off the line very quick. But, like, when that light changed, my my controls go from, like, I'm pushing and up to straight down and I'm gas. So, like, if you're driving with your feet, you're going from one pedal to the other pedal. I only got one pedal. Well, it's like almost like a switch. It goes from one side to I, the other I'll side. I'll agree with you there, but some drivers actually use Both. their yeah, yeah right. their left foot breakers. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So where that that kind of leads into like um, some of the tricks for road racing where they got their left foot on the brake, so they're they're using the gas and then they're coming off the gas and their foot is right on the brake with their mm-hmm. left foot gas on the the right foot. I'm kind of like that with my right hands on the brake and my ring is in, in the center, so sure, I sure. can kind of mimic what they're doing. Right, and right, so, right. But they have they have the advantage. Oh no, back. I can't. Right, I'm not saying at all that somehow we have some advantage because this right this guy's able bodied, and I don't know how much of racing you can explain it. Um, used to snowboard before my injury, right? And the snowboard. Were you goofy or regular? Um, no, 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 regular, regular. Okay, regular. we need it. So, okay. so, but the snowboard is 
it, it's real wild. Like we were always looking, we always we were jumping stuff, but we were racing most of the time. So there'd be like five or six of us in a line and you're trying to get as tucked as you can to cut as much wind as you can. And like back then, I had like a handheld GPS in my pocket, like trying to tell me how fast I was going and stuff. <laughs> so I could look at that later to see my top speed. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not the biggest guy out there, like weight wise and everything else. So I didn't, you know, know. And I think our boards were similar in length and everything. But snowboard is if you catch even a little bit of edge, you slow down. If you lay that thing flat, totally flat on the snow and ice you you fly down the damn hill but you're chancing catching the wrong edge and you're gonna wipe right so like every time you lay that thing totally flat you're you're risking it you really really you know what i mean like so like when i was racing the guy in the lexus i think part of it was that i was willing to so i wouldn't lose i was willing to go faster than he was willing to go <laughs> so you know like some of it's a little bit you gotta be a little bit nuts uh the snowboard thing was the same way i would beat everybody because i would lay that thing perfect i don't give a shit if i wipe out i'm not coming in second so like how much of the race car driving is you're willing to push the envelope of well some of it comes in braking so when a car if you're trying to reel a car in front of you you're watching when they start to hit the brake and you if you're trying to reel them in they break and then you kind of want to wait. Yeah, you, you want to right? wait before you break so you can kind of close Catch, the gap. Yeah, right. Now, the problem comes in with if the first car who's waiting to break waits too long to break, now you're both in trouble. Yeah. And you don't realize right, it. Right, right, right. Because you've gone, there's a point so where you, you have to. you race the guy or race the track more? Um, if you're, if I'm behind someone, I'm trying to race them. Um, I'm trying to close the gap and get in a position where I can get around them. If I'm, if I'm in, if I'm leading, I try not to, I definitely look in my mirror at times, but I try to just focus on, on the track. I'm trying to break here, turn here. Right. I'm not focused on behind me. I look in, I look over my shoulder and in my mirror before I get to a turn to make sure no one's alongside me. So no one surprised me. Other than that, right. when I'm in front, I focus on the track and if I'm behind someone trying to catch them, I'm kind of focused on exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And now when you're practicing, them, are you strictly just trying to beat the track as far as like, you know, the things that are in the track or trying to find the right line or because you're just working on your time then, right? Well, when I'm, when I'm practicing, I actually, I do that. I, I definitely, the last time I was out, it was all about time trying to break at a certain spot, turn in a certain spot and then ultimately have a, a low lap time right but there are times i go out and i go offline because in a race you're not always going to be able to be in position like you would want to be yeah right 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 right. right. you know there's right. a car in your way you gotta you can't you know we both so can't now, occupy you're in that situation. racing situation is there you know we all had friends growing up that like we used to go to the brandon street quarries the uh, the ones out in joliet there and the quarry the way it's set up you know obviously water's level and the quarry cliffs go from a six or seven foot cliff and they rise up to like a 40 foot cliff up by the road right so like the ground goes up at the level the water's level and we used to like work our way up right you'd start down in the six or eight foot ones jumping off and then we'd go a little higher a little higher till you're up on like a thing that's 40 foot off the water and you're jumping in there well only me and like chris dwyer would dive off of the 40 foot one you know in there everyone else is like oh no no you know feet first 
when you're racing, like when we were at the club there, it seemed like you knew a bunch of people that were in there, right? Like you, you know, you knew everybody that that was around. When you're racing, you know everybody. You knew that you passed the one guy when we were out there, so you know the cars and everything else. Is there somebody out there that's like, that fucker's nuts? Like you got to look out for that fucking guy. Well, I've been I've been wrecked before, and even in GT, so that's an expensive crash. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there's, you know, there is that driver that that, yeah, that right. doesn't care, or is a little, or maybe doesn't understand, doesn't have enough knowledge. Right, uh, right, right. I mean, is there a guy has, that's just like winning is everything? I don't give a shit about anything mm-hmm. in the world except for winning that race. Because I mean, there's not big money in what you're doing. So no, why clearly would a guy, not. You know, well, some people just want to win at all costs, but right, right. I, not at the club. They're I mean, it definitely, it definitely happens in some motorsports, but the club is, for, in most part, is, you know, we're we're friends on and off the track. And, yeah, sure. Um, there's some new there's some new faces this year, so that I haven't run against. It's nice to race against the same people because you kind of understand their tendencies and and uh, and their abilities and where their weaknesses are, and you can, um, you know, overtake them in the yeah but in terms of winning at all costs no i haven't come across that uh, no, GT no right, is, right, uh, right, right. Some, you know they understand that these cars are expensive and and there's a little more leeway out there but they're still hard driving oh yeah and, uh, yeah contact oh my God. contact still happens dude we were we you were just practicing and i was like this is hard driving holy cow we're not you know we're not messing around uh i can't even i'm sure it stepped up five levels when you're in a race well, race, you have to be a little more aware. You know, there's... Um, How many cars are on the track when you're racing? Well, you know, it depends um, It depends on the on the day. It could, I think we've had as many as 30 on track. Really? And, which is a lot for GT. Now, do, do you know the distance of the entire track? What's one lap? Yeah, so, um, so there's two tracks. There's a north and a south. So the one is a little bit over two miles, and the other one is like a mile and a half. Yeah, so and we were on the one that's just over two miles. Just over two miles and thirty cars are out there. Yeah, it's, how do they uh, work position in that for starting? Well, there's qualifying, so they have like they have oh, a okay. green flag. Sure, so you have thirty minutes, so you can go out on track or come in whenever you want. But you got thirty minutes. Right, you go out there, and you make the best laps you can, and whatever your fastest time is, that's your qualifying time. So that's your now. So explain that to somebody like so that's if you're the guy with the fastest lap, you're in the pole. You're the pole, so you're you'll be the first car. So it's the opposite of socialism, <laughs> right? I mean, socialism would be you put the guy who's that's slowest. Why, that's why front. I love it so much. It <laughs> must be. Uh, but so like, um, well, I mean, it's the opposite of everything that's you know most sports well, teams are that way too not only is it the right, first if you're the guy if you're the football team that finishes last you get the best draft pick so not Baseball, only are basketball, you basketball same thing not only are you are you first with the lowest the fastest time but you're usually oh i broke it too i should have chilled on that i'll edit that out okay so all right so there'll be a hard edit there and there'll be a one minute there's We're a back. bottle and the next yeah. minute there's half a bottle <laughs> We did not drink the bottle. No, right, right, right. Yeah. Got out of hand. All <laughs> it could Im- yeah, it could improve the show. Right. Uh, so we had a little edit there. The my, uh, my One of my pets here tried to get up in the podcast, and I didn't really want to make a debut, and we uh, broke my bottle of bourbon. But uh, all right, so we were talking about a guy yeah, winning at all costs, and you said you had a guy that, that did hit you. I did get in an accident um, a few
few years back. And, you know, it's just one of those drivers. He was a faster car. I passed him, and he uh, a few turns later, he he just plowed me. And, really? Uh, yeah. Like out of uh, like out of anger, kind of a deal. Well, I wouldn't say out of anger. I definitely um, he had the red mist going. Where, you know, I'm a I'm a a lower class car. He's got to get back around me, but yeah, he just didn't have it. it right at the apex, we, he hit me in the back quarter, knocked the wheel out of my hand. I mean, I got hit hard. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, hopefully he learned from that, that, um, now you were fine. Like you, yeah, it was fine. Spun yeah. Out or whatever. And then, yeah, you would, I mean, definitely I got hit hard, but, um, you know, all the safety gear did its thing and my neck never, I was, maybe was a little worried that, you know, cause I have quite a bit of, as hardware. I'm sure you do yep. is hardware in my neck and, right. you know, it's never been a problem. And, uh, I never really thought about it either while I'm driving, like, you know. Like, uh, right after that, it wasn't, like, a little bit like, oh, man, someone does that again. I don't know if I'm going to like, like, this is not, you know. You know, I it never really, you know, and I crashed the rental car to get in this wheelchair. So yeah. you would think that maybe it's in the back of my mind, but it's, uh, I don't, you just have to be so focused because, I mean, we're going so fast and there's so many little sure. nuances of where to turn and. Um, when to apply the gas? It's I don't know. I I don't really think about any of the other stuff except what I have to do. I think right. that's why I like it so much. It's it kind of you have to kind of detach from the real world and focus on what the hell's oh, going on. Oh yeah, there. no, I'm sure that it's a it's a complete mental like th- that's the thing for me that was always uh, um, fishing was always my thing, right? But it wasn't like fishing like what people some people some people fish to relax and I fish to like fish on the edge like as hard as i could it was musky fishing and it was musky fishing is a is an exercise in mental focus over a 10-hour day because you're going to come in contact with the fish once or twice maybe if you're really lucky three times today you're going to come in contact and when it happens if you're not on your game it's over you're going to miss that fish so you know it was a thing where you're working really hard and you got to keep mental focus Keeping metal focus like that takes you away from, as a general contractor, I've got five or six employees and jobs and clients and everything else going on, and I don't think about that at all because I'm completely mentally focused on exactly what I'm doing, which has got to be. There's so much. I was in that car, and I'm like, good God, man, there's so much going on here. Like, you're looking at the next curve. You're, I mean, everything's, you know... It, and it's coming so fast. Like, it's got to be. You can't think about anything else. No. Like, it's no. Uh, So I find it great. It keeps me mentally focused. It's um, it's a great it, it's a great hobby because of I enjoy it, but. Um, Anyone ever experienced anything like vertigo or anything like that? Because it, it it's violent. I mean, it's, it's a I've thing. Had some, uh, I've had some passengers been ruined. Um, uh my my wife's um, had some friends come to the track, and the husband went for a ride. And I don't know. I think he should have done five laps instead of six. <laughs> the six one too many. He gave me the thumbs down, and we came oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had to lay down for a couple hours before he could go home. That's uh, funny. I uh, you kept asking me, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was absolutely there was no chance. Like I couldn't I, believe it because I was going as far as we were going. I have no problem with this at all. This is awesome. Uh, but I, you're the minority. Cause yeah, that's right. Pretty, I could totally pretty. see someone like bailing on it. But uh, I'll tell you what, even though the whole time I was having a good time and I was like, absolutely, go, 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 go. Um, 
when we got out of the car and I and I got back in the chair and we were busting around, like there was probably like a thirty or forty minute between when I drove and then when, you know, when you drove first. I needed that thirty minutes because it was definitely like you almost had to get your head around not moving that like everything. There's so much sensory stuff going on at one time. The sounds, the the everything moving, the the G force, the everything that you, you almost need like a decompression, like a little tiny bit of time. So all the things you mentioned are, you know, part of the game, but the other stuff that's maybe a little more technical that you don't understand, like the tire pressure. Yeah, if, um, right, right. You know, we're shooting for the tires that I run, I'm shooting for 29 pounds hot. Yeah. And if they're a couple pounds over, I'll know. The car just won't stop the same. Sure. So... Um, the, the the settings for the sway bars, um, uh, the shocks have thirty five different combinations. Um, there's a lot of like setup that I had to learn over the years to get the car where I felt comfortable driving it fast, right? With just my hands, um, and that was a longer process than I thought. I I just thought, all right, I'm gonna get in the car, I'm gonna make fast laps and I was like, wait, what? We got shock adjustments? We got sway bar adjustments? We got wing well, adjustments? You know, and that too, like, <laughs> I was really surprised that the track is first first, first rate as far as, like, their, the services that go on there. And I don't know how that works. Like, is it There's by- safety and uh, there's medics. They're waiting. If something happens, there's fire guys that go out there. We have... That and then the whole guys in the garage that were, like, right there to work on whatever you want them to work on or, like, you know, yeah. change the tire pressure like they were all over it. They're like a pit crew that you got of your own. It's well, that's that's one of the benefits of buying. I built that car through Eurosport, so when I come in, you know they understand my position. I can't, I you know just jump oh, in the car. They, I, I'm sure they don't have so. to attend to people as much as they me and you because they had to pick my ass up and put me in the car. <laughs> like you know the cage and everything in there is like almost up to the windowsill on the car. It's a small area to get me in there and everything else. And being paralyzed from my chest down, they were, you know, a couple guys lift me right up and scoop me right in there and everything else. And then when I got back, same thing, picked me up right out of there and put me back in my chair. Uh, but as far as the car went, technically, they were, you know, they had questions. It was like, like I said, it was it seemed they, like a little pit crew. They ask me questions and I give them feedback. Um, I have a logbook. So every time I come off track, we record the temperature for the day what the conditions were and then what my tire pressures were. So we can, so when I go back out on a similar day, we can guess closer to um, the right. Uh, now, is it up to you or do they check like the life you have left in your brake pads and the life you have left in your tire tread? Well, I, so yes, they, if I'm in a race, they, they check the car before I go and race. Okay. So Nick is the only one who touches my car. He looks it over and if he gives me a green light, I'm going to go out and race that car. And then I pay for that service. They go over it. I was going to ask, yeah. fine-tune car. Right, they look okay. at the rim, make sure there's no cracks. Um, if there's little cracks in the rotors, you know, anything that may be unsafe, they're going to they're gonna flag it and tell me, hey, you know. Right. Or it's all good. Yeah. Um, and then I give them feedback. When I take the car out, it's doing this, it's pushing this way. Um, and then we make adjustments based on, on that. So now I've been working with them for my fifth year in that car and we're at the point now you know i got a lot of laps 
yeah, and uh, right. I can give them feedback and then we can make appropriate changes to right, uh, right. And then I have the data. So yeah, I'm, I mean, it's I'm, it's so full service over there as far as everything goes. Like you're not. I mean, are there guys out there that are on their own? There are guys that are, um, you know, one man bands, and uh, you know, more power to them because they they know exactly. They know their car. They may have, they did the setup themselves. They wrench on the car themselves, and um, I think that makes a better driver when you understand sure. everything. But you know, I'm kind of in a position where some things I can't do, obviously. So that's, um, but I still understand what's going on. It's yeah, just, right, right, uh, right, right, right. I don't know. I look at it like uh, you know, like the wrestling stuff and everything else. It's always good to get a point of view that's not your point of view, right? Like so, if a guy's background is turning a wrench that's maybe a better someone to bounce stuff off of i can give you an example where so i'm fortunate enough to own a share of a garage at the track so i keep my car on the grounds yeah. which is nice and my one partner i let him drive my car and i wanted his feedback on a sp- sp- uh, particular corner okay and i didn't tell him why i just said drive the car and tell me what you think and then we made some changes and i had him drive it because he can feel his he can feel the car yeah, a little right, 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 right. and uh, when we got all of a sudden done um we made the appropriate changes i drove the car and it was a hundred times better and then i told him what the skinny was i go i wanted you to drive the car and tell me what you feel if i told you what i wanted the car to do you would have been like oh well then you just do this yeah you know turn right. this and change that setting i didn't want that i wanted this is what I feel. I wanted someone who's able-bodied go out there and drive. Sure. And um, I think I think I gained a little respect from him. You know, just telling him I didn't give him the end game. I didn't give it a. I didn't give yeah, the score. Right, 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 right. So I can tell some things in the car. I have to use my shoulders because um, I can't feel my butt at all. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so my shoulders are my antennae of what the car uh, is doing. Um, so one thing we, we haven't talked about is, so you learn the dry line, but we also, we race in the rain. Yeah, right. So yeah. there's a wet line, right? There's a wet line. Yeah, right. And I've raced in the rain before in that car, and I I practice in the rain. I love driving in the rain. And I've had people say, what, what makes you a good rain driver? And I said, well, first of all, you got to want to drive in the rain. Yeah, right. Because... If you went out there and you tried to drive the dry line in the rain, you'd go right off track. Sure, sure, it, sure, it, sure. It just gets smooth like a like a penny left on a railroad track. Right, right. So right. anywhere you'd want to be in the wet, I'd be apprehensive about that, boy, man. Little, just a tiny bit of hydroplaning in that, and it's you know no more contact with the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're on the wet line, right. So everywhere in the dry is slick as can be, and everywhere that you would not be on the dry is has grip in the wet. Wow. It's crazy. Right. So no, once you learn where to be on track, right. whole different ballgame. Right. So much to learn. I mean, as, as far as that yeah. goes, like just getting out there and driving fast is not the deal. I mean, and that's uh, how, the, and honestly, my first time with Chris Weaver, I drove fast. I was in the 911 and and he kept yelling me to break, break, break. And, yell. and uh, so when we went in and had a powwow, I said, listen, you just tell me what to do. I've never done this before. Yeah. I was a little nervous and I was trying to go fast. And he's like, don't worry about going fast. Just learn the line. Now, how long can, like, okay, so, like, you know, Paul Newman and all those guys, they were driving when they were, you know, in their 70s. How long do you plan to, you know, as long as you can? Or well, that's, you- a, that's a good question. Um, I know guys um, in their 70s who are incredible drivers at the club. Yeah. 
um, national champions. They don't lose anything off of their reflexes or anything, huh? Uh, if they do, it's uh, they're not showing it because I've raced against some of these guys that are older, and it's, um, you know, the eyesight might not be as good, the reflexes might not be as good, but they have so much experience in car control that I think uh, it makes up for any age difference. Sure. Um, as long as I'm going to go, you know, it, like I, I drove this weekend. I drove Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is rare. I normally don't drive two days in a row practice two days in a row sure it's really hard on my body yeah right and uh like today i didn't i was down for the count because i drove uh, sure. on sunday oh there's so much so when you say it's hard on your body like okay I, I would work uh in the field with my guys from you know i get there at 6 30 job starts at 7 and then we work until 5 30 at night physical job and anything that that i had my guys do i would do too so if it was carrying shingles up on the roof whatever was going on i didn't you know i didn't shy away from any work like physical work i would be more exhausted after uh, three sales appointments than i would ever be from like you know physically doing something the mental exhaustion has got to be something too like driving days in a row do you find yourself like man i just need a use a nap like you know. no no the the mental part for practicing doesn't bother me because i'm focused i know what i'm trying to accomplish and when i'm done with the session i'm looking at the data going over with kester like you know where can i be better uh, it's physically it's i mean he rode so yeah you yeah know. yeah no i can't even imagine so I'm when i'm you. when i'm done with because that's a lot of transfers yeah that see too. that's sure. i think that's the part that people don't understand like you get out of a car well not you but a regular person gets out of the car yep. it's not a big deal nope you saw what it takes to get in and out of the car because you've been in the right yeah car. so rob got here today and i hadn't usually if i go somewhere and i meet him for lunch or something like that you know i'm getting out of my vehicle he's getting out of his vehicle i never get to actually see you get out of the vehicle and rob's getting out of a porsche that the, the thing is literally what, what about 10 inches off the ground 12 <laughs> inches off the ground yeah, tops so he's sitting way down there and he gets himself all the way up into a wheelchair which is a good 22 inches off the ground and you know it's impressive to watch you even just get out of a i mean you're not a little guy you know what i mean no. here am i so like it you know it's hard to do and and you do it i do it with a board i put the board on my ass and i slide across that board and get in there you're just picking your ass up and, and throwing it well i started that. with the board you know when i was hurt in in uh, the hospital that i was at for rehab they you know i i had to learn to use the board and i still use a board for like going yeah. to vacations or like getting in a, uh, a hotel bed and stuff you know sure. I, I definitely have the board and uh i'll tell you a funny story about the board in a second but um in terms of street cars it's it's all about it's not the height even though that's pretty far from going from the seat up into the wheelchair yeah it's that width it's how far right away how it far is. away it is right and so i i've learned to my technique's pretty solid so it is technique yeah because you yeah. can pivot on your yeah. almost on your feet sort of a thing and my hand is a little bit better than yours yes. so i can right i can push with my hand in a certain way and you know i'm in you know when porsche makes a van then we'll talk about vans right? <laughs> until then um vans see, for yeah so for me you know, I, I, this is the first time I've had a guy in a chair, you know, here to talk. For me, I drive a van with a regular, like, you know, rat lift on the side. So, like, you know, pretty much, you know, hoist my ass up and down into the vehicle. And then I jump my ass out of my chair into the 
and I don't use a board for that. You know what I mean? Like for that, sure. I just go back and forth. Boom, no problem. Um, it's a it's a pretty level transfer, and like you said, the gap is it's five inches that I'm going over. So I mean, I pretty much got one butt cheek on the other. You know, the right. other it's side not already. A, it's not a big gap. No, so it's no big deal. But for, if I'm by myself, that's how I'm rolling. I'm I'm in my van and I go wherever I go. Get out in the lift, take off, bust in. If I'm with somebody, I'm in my Subaru, and they just pit speeding. Through. No doubt, speeding. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Uh, well, I, you know, my thing is I got to go slow everywhere I go. So, well, I shouldn't say that either. How are you in your chair? I'm fast in my chair too, man. <laughs> like if I'm at Lowe's, like getting stuff, people are like, "Damn, where is he going?" And I'm like, you know, I'm going way faster than anyone would uh, walk all the time. I'm not quite that fast, but I definitely don't dilly dally. No, uh, no, no, no. The only time I dally is like when I'm coming out of the gym and. Uh, you know, I'm doing good to open the damn door to yeah, leave right, the place. Right, right. Well, for me, then for me, the I don't know how it is for you. I can once I've done something a bunch of times, I can do it no problem. It's when like I go somewhere and I got to rent a car and it's different. Mm-hmm. There's you got to figure out the nuances. Where the hell am I going to put this hand and right. that hand and everything else? Like you were saying with the Porsche. It's great because the keys where it's at, so you can put, you can he rolls his window down and uses the door as part of his transfer. My head kind of goes yep. where the window is, right? And so the reason the key is on the left, yeah. This you told me this at the track, but it's yeah, interesting. Is uh, so uh, in endurance racing, drivers started outside the car and they ran across and they got in the car, right? And Porsche could put the key on the left side of the. So they could be putting the key in. Right. So picture yourself in your car. Usually you got your steering wheel in front of you and the right to the right of the steering wheel is where your ignition's at. The Porsche ignition is almost out the door. It's on uh, the on dash the, on the yep. left side of the on wheel. The and they side, did right. that so the drivers could be starting the car while they're getting in and that yep. gave them an advantage. Right. They didn't reach around race. the wheel. Right. They had their shit was started and off they go. Right. So, right, right, right. so, so for, for Rob, it allows him to have the window down while he's transferring and then get all the way in his chair and he doesn't have to try and like almost roll back into the car to get the ignition turned off. You can turn it off right no, there. No, it's right, right there. there. Where right. some of my cars, I got to put my hand around the column and uh, right. it's a pain in right. the ass. Right, right, right. Uh, I get around there with an auto start. <laughs> my, my van, it's auto start. So like, you know, it's always it's running when I'm uh, Let me there. tell you the, the slide board before I forget. Oh, cool. uh, so my dad is uh, retired. He's a, was a master carpenter mm-hmm. and I gave him the specs of a slide board. I said, Hey, I need you Use all your magic, and here's here's what I want. So he makes the slide board, and so I I drew a template and I put where I wanted the holes. I don't know if yours is, has a hole. I've got a couple different. Uh, you know, um, I know people in the rehab industry, so like I've got a couple different like demo boards and stuff like that. And the the ones that I usually use have a hole that's like sideways, but I've got one that's got them. Okay, so the these way. these are on one end. And, you know, they're a standard, like, routed out hole. Yeah, it's right, maybe, right. Yeah. I don't know, inch and a half wide or something. Yeah, big enough for your fingers. And I wanted one hole here and one hole, like, here. And my dad put this hole, cl- so they're real close to each other. Okay. And so it's totally not what I had, At, had made. Sure. So, but what I found when I tried it, I could get my thumb and my index finger through oh, it. Oh, there you go. Right. And... It helped me to pull it out. Sure, sure, sure. And I've been using it for 14 years. It's like the mm-hmm. only way to do right. it. Now, like, what, did he, what did he make? Now, so what we're talking about is it's a board that bridges a gap. So, like, if I go to a hotel and 
you know, it, this me, is this is for all you TSA people who go, "What's this?" I'm yes, like, "It's right. a piece of wood." You know what I'm like? What's I've that had, for? I've had mechanics that. Uh, so when I get out of my car, I leave the board on the seat. I saw that yeah, right? in the, the middle yeah. there. Well, I put it in the middle when I'm driving, but when I get out, it's on the seat itself. So then when I come back up, I can grab it and get on it. So I got out of my vehicle, took it in for a brake job or whatever I did, and I left the board upright against the back of the seat and the mechanic got out there jumped in it the keys were you know in it and he drove it around the back and he comes in he goes man he goes what's that thing you got i like that on my back he thought it was for like his lumbar support or something like no dude no. slide my ass Sorry. across yeah. to get in that vehicle but so the the board is like uh it's like a 30 inch sometimes they make them a little bit shorter uh, thing that a guy in a chair uses to bridge a large gap. So if I go to a hotel and hotels are a crapshoot, I've showed up at a hotel for it, get an accessible room, and the damn bed is shoulder height. It's princess in the pee. I know. I'm like, like what, what the hell is going on with this stupid thing? But I've got to get that board and then work my way up onto the bed. So I got you know, got to get the bed. Um, the the trick is 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 making that transfer of the bare ass out of the shower. It's a whole lot harder going Absolutely. uphill like that. But so that's the board we're talking about. Uh, and, you know, I use it for the car stuff constantly. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so I don't use it for the race car. Right. Um, the, the way we built our cage um, fits the rules. You have to have uh, two bars um, by the door, and we just lowered them. The right. rules don't say how high they have to be. So on oh, my this, that's modified. I didn't yeah, realize so, that. So okay. like on your side, how you're saying how high they are, almost yep. like shoulder height. Yep. That's how the cage was, but we cut it and lowered the bars. Yeah. So I can transfer and get my butt on those bars. And if you notice, they're just a little bit higher than the seat, so I can kind of fall down yep. into the car. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then uh, I, I tie my left leg um, to the cage. So I have like a little... Uh, I don't even know, um, like a strap that has like a breakaway sure. uh, clasp. So if someone had to yank me out, they could, it would yeah, have just stayed. Right, but right. it keeps my left leg from flopping behind the brake Yeah, pedal. which is another dangerous thing that probably someone wouldn't think about. But if you're driving a vehicle and you can't move your legs and your one foot ends up behind the brake. Which happened to me on turn 10 at Homestead. And we're going like 110 off the high bank. And I went to hit the brake, and I only had half the brake because my foot is behind the pedal. Right. So that's how I found out the hard way. Right. My first reaction is like, my brakes are screwed up because yeah. I, I can't feel my foot either. Right. I looked down, and I, because I was, I, I mean, it's just instinct to look like what's stopping the brake, right? Because right. all of a sudden I don't have brake, and it was my foot back there. So uh, we got a strap. And so I've been, I've been driving, um, the race car with a strap ever since right right and, right and they actually made like a little metal plate like where the dead pedal would be that's where my foot sits sure so they made like a small plate so it kind of holds it in the dead pedal area right so right. it doesn't flop right. behind the brake because my pedals work normal yeah so like an able-bodied driver if i'm gonna let them yeah me too right someone right, drive right, right. it um you know that still works so. i don't want anyone ever grabbing my hand controls like i'm like hey the mechanic gets in there they always want to try to i'm like hey if you would just do me a favor and just drive it like you would normally drive it because you're going to wreck the thing. Like, you're going to screw it so up. So Tony Kester, who's my instructor, my driving coach, racing coach, um, he went to get gas in the car uh, the old way with the push to yeah, break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, he damn near wrecked it. So he came back and said, I don't know how you do this. This is crazy. The new system is a little more 
user friendly for someone who's right. ever right. driven. Now, see, yours are yours are different than mine. Like I said, mine is. I don't know. I I I, I, I didn't mind the way like you you know taught me how to do it. Like, and I I pretty much had it after a little bit. I think my problem was I, I felt like I was riding the brake a little bit sometimes when yeah, I was. But that's okay. Right, right. You were hitting. Your problem was you were hitting the gas in a turn. Yeah. When you needed to lift, let the car turn and then yeah, roll yeah, on no, the no, gas. No, certainly you were just like, get terrible. on the gas right, and like, turn, right. turn. I just felt weird about the whole, like, I don't. Uh, so so his controls are more like a uh, motorbike, like a, like a dirt bike where you're throttling by turning. Mine are. I'm Push just, down. I'm, I'm pushing down and actually back towards me. So it's kind of on a diagonal. Well, I had a car with those. Yeah. The problem with, like, in a sports car yeah. is there's not so a lot of room with your legs. Sure. So I went with the twist because it doesn't then affect. Then they're not going to move so yeah, much. Right. It doesn't affect. Um, right. But in my race car, I have a ring inside the steering wheel that goes in and out. Okay. So explain that. So. Yeah. So. Is, is that in your thumb or what do you do? Or index finger? What are you doing? Well, with the very first time I took it out. It was with my thumbs, mm -hmm. so I'm holding the steering wheel with both hands, and I have to take my right hand off to push the brake. And I don't know. We did like six or seven laps, and I'm coming in, and Kester's like, "Why? Are we, what are we coming in for? Because we're mic'd up." And I said, "Bro, my thumbs are about to fall off. Like, I just don't have the thumb strength to push." Sure, sure, sure. Because the the ring is has pressure, like the gas pedal. So when you push the ring in to go. If you let it go, it would spring back. Okay. So there has like some tension. On sure, it. sure. So what I did is I built up the ring with like I cut foam and glued it on there. So I roll my wrist. So I'm using the like inner part of my thumb right here. Right. And I just turn my wrists to go. And this allows you to never take your hands off the wheel. Well, except to brake. To brake. Right, 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 right. So, um, yeah, so pretty much anywhere I hold the steering wheel, I can access the ring. Sure, sure. So I have foam in certain spots to let me roll my wrist, but there's some turns where I'm using my thumb, and I actually have a little notch where there is no foam because I found it easier to put my thumb right on the actual ring. So I have some little tricks on the on the on the ring. Yeah. Right, so some right, has right. foam, some parts don't. It all depends what, sure, I, what I'm trying sure, to do. Sure, 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 sure. No, I mean it's it's. I was trying to watch what you were doing and it there's a whole lot going on there and um I, you know like in no way i don't think that they could come up with anything that would somehow give you an advantage over a guy that was able-bodied well just because you're holding yourself in the seat and everything else yeah for spinal cord there's definitely now in this last year the 24 daytona bmw has a driver alex Cernardi, who is a double amputee yeah right you're telling he, about that he drove yeah. with hand controls so BMW, uh, he, you know, it was a big deal for him to come and race the 24 hours in a BMW, mm -hmm. but he'd already raced like at Spa and a couple other places in endurance racing with the similar setup. So that was in Europe. It didn't get a big bunch of hype, but here in the States, it was the first time. And he has, he doesn't have a ring, but it's similar to how mine is set up. It was like a butterfly steering wheel. And on the back for his his left hand he could squeeze the gas pedal from behind the steering wheel right and then his brake was a bar that stood up and down over here to the right and then on the top he could hit the downshift sure 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 which is similar to my, my bar is uh uh horizontal yeah and his bar was vertical but my my um i have a downshift button 
on my yeah, break, yeah, yeah, just right, like him. Right, right. And uh, he was very effective. He drove amazing. But he's not a spinal cord, so he sweats. You know, he's got yeah, all his right. So like, all his abs. I, I can't stress more. Okay, so and I know I know you well enough, and you you know me well enough that like I'm never looking for sympathy for any of it. And I think some of my problem is is the people that I'm around a lot. They see me do everything that I do without any problem. Like I I go wherever I go. I'm you know coaching. I'm I'm I'm, I'm working. I'm doing everything I'm doing, and nothing slows me down. But People don't see the backstory of that situation. When my sons have to be at a wrestling tournament at 7 a.m., I have to get up at 3.30 a.m. on a shower day get to make day. that happen. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's all that going on, and then we're there all day and everything else, and there is so much more to what I'm doing than what you're seeing. And with your situation, like, you know, everybody's uh, pretty cool about the whole wheelchair stuff. You know, they're, they're sympathetic to you got something going on. They're always trying to help. Sometimes you know, I get the situation where I'm like, I oh, don't know. You know, I got the door. Yeah. I, I got it. Um, and I'm not, you know, trying to be a dick, but they take it as I am. And I'm like, listen, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't have like, this wouldn't be what I'm doing if I couldn't get through the door sort of a deal. But you know, your heart's in the right place. I always thank them, all that kind of stuff. But I had someone that said, What's the big deal? You're just sitting in a chair now. I like to sit. And I'm like, no. Like, like you know, I don't want to have that conversation with you because I'm going to be a dick now. Yeah. Like, that's not what's going on. There's way more going on here. And when you're in that car, it's an amazing thing that you're doing because there's so much that you're not, that you don't have as far as the feeling thing. Just being able to feel the, I mean, feeling the inertia and everything else that's in the vehicle, you don't have the same as somebody else does. They're not sweating. You don't have the same well, as somebody else You got to feel like, obviously, I slid the car a little bit in a couple spots, but I don't think you could really tell. But the car can go away really fast. Sure. Like you could look on the track and you see all the marks where people have spun yeah, before right, me. Right. So it goes away really quick. Sure. So I set my car up a little bit more not as loose as a maybe able-bodied person just so sure. my car's not but i still can spin <laughs> yeah but <laughs> still what i'm saying off. is anyone who's not thoroughly impressed with what you're doing out there isn't paying attention because mm. they're just looking at it like well yeah he's got he's got money to buy a really nice car and take care of it real well, well. i made sure that when i got my license from the track that i wasn't treated different i didn't want mm-hmm. like a special uh, you know any special privileges so my car meets the same weight and horsepower as any other car that's in my class sure and i don't get any advantage so i think that's what makes winning my class so impressive is you know i've had some people ask me like well how many how many uh wheelchair drivers um were in your class i'm like uh what? None. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all able bodied people. This is an absolutely fucking <laughs> preposterous thing that I'm doing here. And there aren't a whole bunch of people There's doing like it. There's like five or six of us in the country that can right. drive a car right. at, at uh, this level and, um, you know, from a wheelchair. And I mean, there's people out there, uh, but it's not easy. And the ones no. that can maybe excel are hurt a little lower than you and I, you know, a, a T yeah. or yeah. maybe yeah. an L. And I mean, that's the other thing, too, that people don't realize, too. If, you know, the difference between a guy who's paralyzed from his waist down and me is the same difference between him and a guy that doesn't have an injury at all. He has nothing wrong with him. 
because just can't use his legs. He just can't use his legs. And I mean, I'm not belittling him. Whatever he's doing, I'm sure it's difficult. It's there's just levels to this thing. This it, is this know. is an animal. This is a whole different level. When when you know, I didn't realize as a quad that I didn't sweat when I was in in right. in, uh, in the hospital. I would go out at lunchtime, and I would sit in this little courtyard, and it was like where I was at was pretty hot, and I couldn't figure out like after lunch why I was like. No, they didn't tell me it wasn't sweaty. I didn't even think about it. No, right. right. So, you know, fast forward till now to get in a car, uh, you know, it's a, as you found out, it's a really hot environment on a fairly cool day for, for racing. So I haven't fully fired it up yet, but I have a new cool system called Chill Out. Yeah. So you're telling a, me. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's similar to like Rini, where it's like a mini air conditioner that moves this fluid. So I don't have to keep, reloading ice into a cooler and running that through the sure. system i just this saw is, a facebook ad for something that like a worker would put it, it it fits in the small of his back so he's standing up he's working he's got a coat on like a windbreaker and it blows air refrigerated air oh nice through his hole and i'm like man that's something maybe i should work out because when when i overheat and i don't know how you are i start like panting like a dog i'm like man i gotta get it's, some uh, cool going on in there and, and you just dogs don't sweat either it's like the i, I was at laguna seca for moto gp which is uh like the formula one for motorcycles a few i don't know maybe seven years ago my aunt got me tickets she knew i was a huge motorcycle fan and it was like almost i don't know 96 in the desert out there and it was hot but it's yeah there's two factory ducatis in the field i'm like I told my wife, I go out there, I'm going to die in this heat just so I can watch these factory Ducatis race. Right. It was, um, you get to a point where you're so overheated, you can't, it's tough to come back. It, I've yeah. gotten there. I had a party uh, one time and a bunch of people came out and I was out there all day having a great time. And then all of a sudden it hit me like, I'm like, I am not in good shape. Yeah. So yeah. Not, so you get that part. So in a, the system I was using, you had to fill a cooler with ice and water yeah, right. and then that water runs through the suit that's underneath my fire suit right but what happens is you know we made i think 12 laps mm -hmm. which is really good for uh, but a race is oh, double that oh is it really yeah oh so we got a ways to go we did half a race yeah i would have made that yeah. there's no way not but with the, that helmet on and all right that. so no. the cool suit uh, gets me maybe two-thirds of the way and then that ice is completely melted. The water is still fairly cool, but it's not like cooling me down. But this no, new system, sure. I have real high hopes. Um, yeah, with the refrigerant, it's just gonna it, it'll be able to keep me cool the whole race. Right, and right, that's gonna right, change right, the game because that helps me make good decisions and um, keep me cool. And that's that's the one thing that I'm at a huge disadvantage against other people is I can't cool my body at all right 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 right. so right, right. you know not walking push that aside i don't care about walking no if i could sweat yeah right right, right <laughs> we'd right. be t you know right, behold right, right. from right and i mean you know and then we've, we've talked about it it's, i mean for me there's nothing there's absolutely nothing that's embarrassing about the wheelchair stuff so i mean i'll say you know if someone said hey would you like to have your legs back or bowel and bladder control I went bowel give me that bowel and bladder yeah right right right. i'll bust around the damn chair man but you know i want to have total control of that situation which a guy that's an amputee he's got his complete body like, which is he can feel every inch of so it. i got a lot of comparisons you know oh we saw alex you know racing in 24 hours daytona which is great alex is great yeah um but he won i think two gold medals um from the chair 
he hasn't let losing his leg slow him down. Yep. Awesome. Right. But, you know, not sweating and putting a fire suit on is like, and then the environment is you got to see how hot it gets, even on a cool day. You know, I picked a really, or maybe a hard sport or hobby picked me, I'm not sure, but boy, if I could sweat, it would it'd be different. So I got to be really careful. There's been some races at the track where I don't run because it's been too hot. Yeah. Oh, you know I, I mean, can't you saw imagine. how much gear yeah. like I have to wear. Yes. Be, yeah. Because if, yeah. if you had a really the coat you had me wear, I was like, man. Yeah, that's that I'm one not was, happy about this yeah, coat. Yeah, but that gives it, you no, fighting chance. Fi- right, right, right. Fire protection for sure. Right, right. No, no, no. You yeah, I didn't. Do it. I wanted you to at least have something on there, and uh, you know, God forbid, we catch on fire. But I've been in the Corvette. I had fire. I had inboard fire. You said that, yeah. And I was able to get out. The smoke in the cockpit is. This uh, boy, it all it all happens really fast, and so I'm able as long as I'm conscious, I can get out of the race car no problem. Yeah, I thought that right. would be a problem, but um, but you got to have all the gear on, and and boy, that really even when I practice, I wear the gear, right? Because right, right, you right, can right. have a yeah, you never know right. problem in in sure. I mean, sports wise, practice is when most people get <laughs> jacked up because you know you're 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 out there practicing more than you're racing anyway. So I've got. Let me just go through them here. I know you you saw them there on social media, but I've got some questions that I, I you know, I, I throw the podcast up there, and if I get uh, questions, I, I really appreciate the questions. And uh, so uh, my buddy Brian uh, asked, uh, um, let me pull this by me here. Uh, the I put out there that you know that you were going to be on some race questions, and some guys. You know, obviously, I didn't specify what race we were doing, so there, I think NASCAR stuff comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And everything else, but Brian asks, uh, just went to Indy Race a- at Road America yesterday. How does he feel about road courses versus ovals? Like, and I think we kind of hit on that a little bit. Like, it's a completely different animal as far as that goes. Yeah, it's 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 completely completely different. I wouldn't say one is is better than another, so that wouldn't be fair. It's just. I prefer the road course, and I've driven Road America, which is like, uh, you know, the pros drive there. It's like it would be like playing Augusta. You yeah, know, the pros right. get to play Augusta, but sure. in road racing, um, we can actually drive on the same tracks as the pros. And um, if I have a choice, um, I drove Homestead. Um, I've drove the oval part, and I've drove the road course. But I, road courses, you know, up, down left right it, it takes it's it's a whole different if i was going to hire a getaway guy it would be because i mean you're you're taking corners and doing everything that you have to do i mean you're gonna you know get away sort of thing you know what i mean like yeah. right i mean i've uh, i've you're on the street i've learned uh i've i've learned a lot of car control over the years it's been great right 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 so uh road courses is what I prefer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're learning more, but you know, I don't know jack shit about any of it anyway. Well, the Indy cars there are fast. It's pretty crazy. Oh, I can't even imagine yeah, that low a, center of gravity. That's a the, fast course. Yeah, yeah a lot of sure. downforce. All right. So uh, my my friend Tim uh, asks, uh, are stock cars, meaning NASCAR, modified versions of factory built autos? Does a NASCAR vehicle branded as a Toyota Camry have any relation? at all to a camera yeah a so so car. back in the day they used to be like a production car right okay but now they're fully tube chassis you know full built race cars so the only thing they resemble is the the shape basically of of the car they're trying to emulate right, um, right. in road racing there's imsa so the gt cars 
are probably more closer to that where like but NASCAR, I mean, the suspension's not the same. No. Nothing's the same. No, they got $20,000 shocks and yeah, crazy right, stuff like that. Right, That's right. got nothing to do with street cars. Right. right. They're they're purpose-built race cars. Yes. Right, 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 right. With lots of stickers and sponsors <laughs> and all that other stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Bill, a buddy of mine, asks, uh, do all races go counterclockwise, and if so, why? And, I mean, I know we, we were going clockwise. When we, we, were going. we were, so... I'm not sure why, but we'll use Indy for an example. So Indy goes counterclockwise, but when in 2000 when F1 came, they go clock they go the other way. Okay, right. So uh, I'm not sure why um, we always go left. Yeah, why is left hand turns? Yeah, but yeah. in um, road racing, we go left and right. So right. I mean, the only thing good. that comes to mind for me is if I'm in a NASCAR race and I've taken left turns and I spin towards the wall. At least I'm hitting the passenger side. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. That's all I got. I don't know. As far as like logic, you know, just trying to like wing it on my own there. Uh, okay, and then uh, Bill also asks, uh, what movie best depicts racing? And he gives a couple examples like uh, Days of Thunder, uh, Tom Cruise movie, which Tom Cruise movies never depict anything correctly. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I watched, uh, oh, this one you would dig too. Like, do you see Born on the Fourth of July? I watched I did, that yeah. entire movie thinking, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how it goes. No. And the guy, Ronnie, that's in that is an yeah. actual dude right. who was involved in the movie. Why did he stop and be like, what are you right. doing, man? Why are right. you acting like that? That's not how a guy in a wheelchair acts right, at right. all. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, so he gives Days of Thunder. He gives uh, Pixar's Cars, which obviously I don't think uh, it depicts anything. Uh, Rush, Talladega Nights, which one of my favorite movies. I, I mean <laughs> – and I just like it because it makes fun of, you know, the redneck uh, uh, yeah, baby Jesus stuff yeah. and everything else. Um, and then uh, Driven. Did you see Driven? I have. That was yeah. pretty good. I've uh, seen everything on the list. Yeah, Stroker Ace was the other one. And I would say that depicts racing is Steve McQueen made a movie called Le Mans. Right, right. And, I mean, they actually had a car... With all these cameras. So I thought it was Le Mans, but you're getting all fancy. Well, Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> well it's the town of Le Mans in right, France. Right, 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 right. And uh, it's 24 hours. It's the greatest endurance race in the, in the world. And they made a movie with a car in the field yeah. with all the cameras on there. And they actually had it. I think if they didn't have to come in and change film and stuff, like that car had a chance to win the race. Sure. So I think that's the best depicting of what racing is um it it it's uh, kind of a cult classic now but um in terms of endurance racing and like making decisions and and uh, the tragedy of crashes um you know that race that movie shows it all yeah um nikki lauda and um james hunt they had a movie um Ron Howard directed. Um, I think that's probably the next best like glimpse of racing. Sure, sure, and, sure. Um, but yeah, get a, give Lamar a chance. Yeah, I mean, he can't Steve be the Steve McQueen movie anyway. I mean, uh, I think he's somehow like gonna make a cult comeback. As far as like, there's all kinds of movies that that guy made that people don't pay attention to anymore, and they're so awesome th- movies. That car just happened to be a Porsche. Yeah, right. Okay, and so this is those cars are. Are worth tons of money in right and um very collectible and the actual car was in 
in at thermal and his son chad actually got to drive that car so when steve was making the movie in that race car he got chad to sit in his lap and he drove a couple laps pre-filming yeah with his son in the lap sure, in the sure, race sure. car yeah right, right right well the guy that owns that car let chad drive the car on track as uh, an adult as an adult right with with chad's son oh wow wow yeah wow. so yeah, how cool neat, is that neat, yeah really neat uh the um, and I think there used to be a more like romanticized or like not like more movie star like thing that went on with race car driving. I mean, James Dean was a race car driver. Paul Newman was a race car driver. Steve McQueen, obviously, a race car driver. You don't see that nowadays. You know what I mean? Where the, where those guys are is, is doing that stuff. Which is a shame. It's um, well, it takes a lot of skill. For one, so yeah, I'm sure it's it takes not, some time and some dedication. Yeah, to so sport. you can't just uh, throw a bunch of cash at it, and um, you know, it, it takes more than that. Right, it takes more. Right. It right. takes more than money to be to be fast driver. Sure. All right, our friend uh, Dave uh, asks, and I'm, I'm sure this is for for for, for laughs, but uh, will there ever be a faster vehicle than the R Weed <laughs> One Ford was, Tempo? Was that Dave Mundo? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dave, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, uh, I don't know that that car was ahead of its time. That four cylinder was fast, <laughs> so yeah, it's good stuff. Right. Okay. And then uh, our friend uh, Stacy asks, uh, how how difficult is it to learn hand controls? What special training do you need to qualify as a hand control driver? Whew. Excellent question. Um, well, I th- I wouldn't say it was difficult for me in the beginning i hadn't driven for two years and if you dangle the carrot of driving oh yeah yeah, after sitting for two years uh it it was difficult in a racing environment because i have one hand on the braking gas which i felt was the best way because that's how i drove on the street and using my right hand to slip steer uh that posed an incredible difficult task because when you're turning your hand has to slide around it it was it was tough to kind of drive fast with that setup but when i went to the ring and and the the bar being on the other side the ring changed the game like i would think you know i could teach anybody really how to do it effectively sure but the other way would would be a harder learning curve right, the, right, right, the braking gas on one side and driving with one hand uh, yeah i think you uh, really I tough can't like get well, out you of drove my, you drove it like that yeah on right, track right. so i can't get out of my own skin as far as that goes but like in my mind when they when they, so the, when i first got my van and they had the hand controls in there and like they you know i mean i went out for some lessons as far as like how you as did do I. this right same thing and but I was determined that there was no way, like there was no way that I was going to have a problem with this. I drove everything from an eighteen-wheel semi-truck to a bobcat to dump trucks and everything else. I was going to drive this. I, I will say uh, to answer Stacy's question, if if you ever remember Clint Eastwood had that movie that Firefox where he had the helmet, yeah, that, he had yeah. to think in Russian. Yes, right, okay. right, right. Because I don't use my legs, I feel like I think with my hands. So when I'm driving. Or if I'm racing, like I'm using my, I'm thinking with my hands, so it it comes a, maybe a little more natural to someone from who's not using their legs, yeah. Right. Versus someone like my wife who tried to move the car into the garage once and 
rammed it in the back of the garage because yeah, right, right, she right, hit right. the gas, not the brake. Yep. She wanted to see if she could do with her hands. You're, she's thinking with her feet. She, yep. We think with our hands. Right. So right, right. I think and it I'll comes easy what, for us. If somebody easier. waved a magic wand and gave me my body back that was able, I don't think my brain could work it. I think it would take time to figure out how to walk again. Like, I haven't even, I, I, how long have you been injured? 14 years. I'm 16. And I don't even think, I still dream. Every dream I have that I remember, is I'm walking in it. Like, I, I don't dream I'm in a wheelchair. But I dream that I'm walking all the time. I even have one that's hilarious that, like, I always dream that I'm in a wheelchair, but, like, I can get right out of it. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I always wake up going, why did I think of that earlier? Just get out of it. But I don't think, like, if I had complete function of my body that I could walk without, like, I haven't thought about walking in so long. Well, I've I, I've had people drive both my streetcar and my race car and try to use the hands. And, you know, there's a big disconnect there. It, they just, right. it's what comes easy for us. When something is, happens, though, you don't even think to, like, jam on the brakes with your foot at all. I don't, oh, I don't no, even no. think that. I don't reach for my, I don't reach for my, uh, like, in my feeling i don't reach for my f- foot on the brake pedal no right like that doesn't that it's not I don't even, even think to like like if something like a, you know if a if a rabbit runs out in front of me i don't think to get my foot on that then jam on the brakes i'm jamming yeah. on the brakes of my hand that's how i do it so right it, it comes natural after a certain absolutely uh, so i hope that answers the question right 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 i mean you know it, it was a very good question uh all right so jeffrey uh, asks uh can you smoke a cigar while racing rob i cannot cannot uh, what a bummer yeah it's uh thanks jeff for your question uh are you a smoker if it's a, if it's a cuban cigar maybe we can talk but right. uh now i'm wearing um uh so i i wear a cool shirt yeah and then on top of that i wear a nomex long sleeve shirt and then i wear my fire suit and then i have a balaclava which is like nomex and then i wear my helmet right so uh, full face, sure. And I usually leave my shield up, um, unless it's super sunny. So I have a real like tinted shield. So there's quite a bit of yeah guard in front of your face. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, what's the octane of the fuel? You're 110. I run uh, 104. 104. Okay, right. Yeah, that's right. High octane stuff. That's, it's pretty high octane. What were you saying? They cost a gallon. Oh, it's like nine something. Yeah, nine, yeah, not, yeah. not cheap. <laughs> no, not putting it in. Not, do you ever put it in the streetcar and just drive around with it in there? Oh, uh, in the turbo, uh, I yeah. run one hundred. Oh, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, is it better in the? Car? It has to be tuned. Okay. okay yeah. So okay. if you just run the octane, that the, I have a special computer that has like multiple programs. So sure, sure, like sure. Like I have sure, like sure. street, wink, wink, and then I have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right that's right. I mean, yeah. it, it was. It's a different animal. That that's for sure. When the when I put the video up, I'll definitely put it up with some uh, pictures of the car and a couple of uh, videos if I can add them in there too. Maybe at the tail. I think I got some new car. End. I can I can show you. Yeah, yeah. Send them along and, and I'll put them on there. Uh, but I, I mean, I thoroughly had a terrific day as far as the whole track went out there. Uh, you know, like the uh, Ferris Bueller uh, line. Well, if you've well, got, you got the, the means, drive, I you got the drive on track, and then you got to see. As a passenger. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, learning the line or seeing the line, I think, um, gives you a perspective that, not just because you're in a chair, but just anybody, like, you drove and you rode. Yeah, right, right, and, right. And right, uh, right. you got to see what uh, what a high level it yeah, takes it was, to go fast. It was super cool. It was super cool. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else, because, I mean, I, you know, a gazillion questions. And I don't often get anybody, I've never had anyone in yet that, is in a chair 
And, you know, every time I, I don't have, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't have very, very many friends in chairs. Uh, I don't, I don't either. No, no, I just don't even gravitate towards it. But when I see you, I'm always asking like, so how are you doing this and how are you doing that? Because I want to get input as far as like, you know, uh, there's got to be a better way or something like that to, you know, to check something out. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody who's, you know, I hope that some people that are in chairs catch the podcast and they listen to it. I hate when I see someone that lets them stop, you know, lets them be stopped because of it. And I, there are certain, you know, everyone's got their limitations. And uh, I push the envelope constantly. I'm, I fall out of my chair once a month just doing something stupid. Um, I haven't fallen out in a while, but I definitely, I've definitely fallen. On, um, uh, I've, I've fallen in public three times. And, uh, you know, that sucks. Because yeah, I can't, and I'm sure you can as well, get back. I can't get back in by myself. No, right. No, it ain't no, I got no, I got like, no grip. I can't When do I'm it. doing, like, I can I can vividly remember in, in therapy, like, we were out of the chair and we were, like, learning to get back. And I'm like, the therapist, I'm like, you have your abs. Yeah. Like, you can right, move, right. like, in a right. way that I can't. They, they were st- now, see, the thing that they told me held me up was that the grip because I wasn't able to actually Well, they're trying to say it wasn't strong enough. And I'm right. like, I could outbench you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like right. the 90 pound therapist. Right. So now with your injury, how was, so with mine, uh, I was in a coma for 21 days and I lost 38 pounds of muscle in that 21 days. Like it was gone from me. Uh, when I woke up, my, my thought was, all right, the doctor said, you'll probably never walk again. I'm like, well, so it seems to me that you should cut the legs off then. And he's like, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, well, I need to have, less weight because then I can get around better and everything else. And like I, I was telling you before the podcast, when I was a you know young guy, I could walk upstairs on my hands. And all I thought to myself was, if I don't have the 30 or 40 pounds of legs, I, I know really I could just get around, yeah, absolutely. you know, totally good. But they were like, no, you're going to need that for balance and everything else. And, you know, obviously aesthetically, I'd rather have my legs now. But I was just trying to like spitball as to how I was going to get this done. But you weren't in a coma for a long I time. I wasn't. Um, I was in ICU for like six days. And then I did uh, first step down. And then second step down was like they're acute. So I was where I was hurt. Uh, it was a spinal cord and like head injury um, wing. Right, right. And uh, I, you know, I, I once I. Once I got out of ICU, I kind of under they kind of talked to me and explained to me what was going on and that I I was never going to walk and uh, it wasn't the surgeon it was like the assistant surgeon who told me so I uh, gave him some choice words and <laughs> you know you can't tell somebody that right out of the gate but they want to be as honest as possible sure 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 and you know I I started the research phase of when I could start. Um, like looking into stem cells. Like, and all well, not stuff. so much that. Like, what am I? Like, okay, I'm hurt here. Like, is there any chance while I walk? Like, you know, I need to know something. Yeah, yeah, right. And they told me, you know, yeah, it's um, statistically within the first two years you might have a chance. So I said, okay. Yeah. I told myself I'm gonna work as hard as I possibly can. Absolutely. And if I don't walk, then at least I can look back in my life and say I worked as hard as I could. Sure. So the therapist who was in charge at the hospital I was at for rehab, she told me I was too positive. Not kidding. Nice. And like, they never really dealt with anyone like me. Yeah. And I knew my injury. I wasn't naive. 
you know, a high cervical break is, you know, most people aren't walking. I get it. But yeah. I did absolutely everything I possibly could. And Sure. And, sure. um it's a physical thing because these people that say stuff like you know if you would have worked harder or tried to oh, that's boy. not that because I was I was the same way you know I couldn't wait to get to therapy and all that other stuff and try all that stuff and there was a guy that I was at the rehab institute of Chicago with there was twenty eight people on the floor spinal cord floor and this guy did nothing but cry all day and in the three months that he was at the hospital there his swelling was going down so he was getting stuff back every i swear every time i'm in the like and i wish the guy all the best in the world i think he's a colossal pussy but i wish him all the best and he got plenty of return he did he did every time i turned around the guy's like i can move my foot and i'm like oh you son of a bitch like all right i was in the i was in the best shape of my i was 235 pounds and uh you know i could uh Past the NFL combine is probably a outside linebacker and a sure. safety. I was in the best shape I could be, and that helps. That helps save my life. All that muscle mass, I lost about thirty five pounds in the first three weeks, and I couldn't wheel from here to the door in the beginning. But I had all this mass, and that helped me, um, you know, survive in the beginning because yeah, it's right. just so weak. Sure, sure, and, sure, sure. Uh, you know, my hands didn't work um, in the beginning. They slowly came back. And, you know, I was just hoping for a little twitch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, damn right, right, it, right, right, you know? Right, right. Um, It's, uh... I mean, we're reminiscing about it now, but I don't it, think you do, and I don't think about it at all anymore. I don't. I don't think about crashing. I don't think about um, the surgery. Actually, uh, the first, before I went under, the surgeon was, t- and I cracked a little joke, and him and I have been good friends ever since. Um, because it was out of my hands at that point. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, to tell me I was too positive was like, you know, that's... that's what not, else can I be? That's not going to get you to walk, but it get, points you in the right direction. Yeah, my life is not right. perfect by any means. And, you know, I I never dreamt from where when I got hurt to now that half the stuff was even going to be possible in sure, my life. Sure, I've been... Um, I've been very fortunate, and driving is a nice escape. But um, you know, there's it's just it's just one part of my life, and uh, the chair it sucks. But I, you know, I'm I, I'd I'm say independent. I look, at it, I look at it as a um, as a situation that it I don't let it ever stop me from doing something, but. I feel like a guy like you and a guy like me can achieve more than somebody else can. Like you can't, you can't do more for your kids than I do because you know what? I do everything I do for my kids, and then and so. I do it from here. <laughs> right. So like you know, like everything that I get done, I do it from here. It, 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 I've had people like you know they get that uh, they they don't like me or whatever like that, and they they try and use it against me. I had a guy that wanted to fight me the one time, and I'm like, really? Or fight, and he won a fight. He was a little fucking short guy, and, and the the guys at the wrestling club will remember this. And it was funny, and everything else. But I'm like looking at the guy, like thinking, he's a shit bigger than you. But you know, this is what you want, you want you want to challenge a guy that's a quadriplegic to a fight. I thought to myself, I, I think that I would have thought like, cause I, I couldn't have beat him. Like you know, what I mean, like you're able-bodied guy, you kick my ass. But 
I thought to myself, like, man, what kind of person would it take to actually make that challenge? Like, holy <laughs> shit, you just said that. And, you know, it just I, I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel anything about it. I just thought, like, you know, hey, man, what, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I'm probably not going to fight you. I'll bite your ankles, whatever. But uh, so, you know, it, it's never been a thing that I always looked at it like when people look back at my life, they'll be like, that dude had all this go wrong, and he still managed to do what he did. It's definitely, you know, an uphill battle for what, you know, going yeah. to the bathroom, uh, not sweating. Um, I've only, I've been fortunate that I've rarely had UTIs. I mean, you yeah, probably, no. I mean. I, in the very fortunate. beginning, I had like some kidney stones and stuff like that. I had some UTIs, but otherwise, no. Good to go. So I have no skin problems. Nope, uh, early on when I didn't realize I was kind of laying in the same spot, but. Um, not, I've only, been, I've been in the emergency room twice. Okay. And one was super serious. Like uh, my blood pressure was through the roof. Yeah. And like, auto, autonomic dysreflexia. Yeah. Dysreflexia is like, is brutal. And I, the reason I bring this up is I, I, I was laying in the emergency room and the doctor had come in and he looked at the machine and it was like, the blood pressure was like, 150 over something and it was like the patient before me well i wasn't hooked up to it yeah and he was like oh that's okay like dude like, no. 150 for a spinal cord is like you know you're gonna have a stroke yeah right i'm usually like 80 over 60 i'm like a kenyan runner super low yeah right? super so low. so i found that most people don't anything about spinal cord no nope. and they don't realize i used like, to carry a card in yeah. my wallet or in my yeah in my i used bag. to in the beginning they yep. gave me one yep. now i'm like uh, so I just remember being in an emergency room like this doctor, he maybe is a good doctor, doesn't understand about spinal cord. Right. So that's over all the years, like you learn just how to adapt and move on with life. But if people knew like the burden you have to shoulder to sure. be every day. Yep. It's every day. I mean, every, you know, like I have to tell my boys, I go, Hey, you know, I wake up every single morning and it's a wrestling match to get dressed. I mean, I got no torso control. I'm paralyzed from my high chest down, getting pants on when you're rolling around, and I have hardly any hand function. So everything's hooking. Yeah, my hands, else. my hands I'm, work a whole you know, lot. Rolling better. back and forth trying to get this right, right. situation together. So like every morning, it's a thing. Now. It's my thing, so it's it just be it's the new normal. You need to get some fiber. That's the problem. The fiber <laughs> get you back on Wheaties, right? No, well, I I'm a, yeah every other day raisin brand guy or something like that. But uh, uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, there's just things that people don't realize that that's what's going on, you know. Well, so for I talk about race day. So before, yeah. bef- so a race day, I eat at a certain time i drink fluids at a certain time and i try and save my shoulders as best i can so i have to limit the transfers right so when i get at the track i have to go to driver's meeting there's two transfers i'm out now so what we're talking about like okay your hips are made for you to walk on your shoulders are not so we're repetitive motion of this constant pushing and everything else is bad for your shoulders as far as it goes and if a guy that's in a wheelchair ends up with a shoulder replacement you're f- 
Fubard, man, you're fucked. Like, I don't want to even think about no, that. No, me neither. Like, just break a finger or you, it's like, you can't use right. your hand. You right. can't push wheelchair. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so you're, you're done. I mean, if, if I had a shoulder that was tore up, I would be completely dependent on somebody else to help me get from the chair to the yeah, bed. That's what I, yeah. yeah the I shower, do. everything would be a pain. Like, Oh my God, I might as well find a new best friend. Cause you're going to see me naked every day. So not going to be fun. But, uh, so yeah, you try and minimize the amount of times that you're transferring. Because on race day, I need my shoulders. It's right. um, as you know, we did half of what a race was, and and you just rode along. So it's it's very it's very intense on my shoulders, the the braking and the turning. So so I have to take fluids in at a certain time because if I have to calf at a certain time, yep. so. When I'm in the when I'm in the car, I don't go in dysreflexia. Yeah, right. Because right, right. I mean, if you don't add the heat and the, the yeah, that would be beyond. Right. So I've learned over the years like how to time everything, and I know uh, at this time I need to drink this much, I need to eat this much, and uh, for the most part, I get things figured out for race day. Right. right it's right. just uh, right. Nothing for the nerves. The yeah. nerves are just right. there. I, I just I don't want to talk too much about the wheelchair stuff, but I want to like people to understand there's so much more to what you're doing than a guy that's just practicing and hopping in a car. Like, cause you have like, you've got to plan your entire day out. Same thing for me. You know, I'm going to a, to a wrestling tournament. Um, and I, and I've told my son this, we were in uh, Ohio for, a, for a national tournament and he had pneumonia and I, some people think I'm a dick or whatever, but I, and he understood what I was saying to him. I looked down and I go, Hey, Nobody cares that you're sick. It doesn't matter. Today is the day that we're here. You're competing. Stop thinking about being sick. It, no one's ever going to hold you for losing a match. They're going to be just fine. But today's com- competition day. So it doesn't matter that you're sick. You go out there and you go, and that's how you do. And he understood. He's like, yep, I know. He goes, this, there's, I can't, no, they're not, not going to change the day of the tournament because I don't feel good. Same thing with you. Race day is race day, man. You better be ready for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot going on um, physically, and, and uh, essentially I you're 100%. always sick. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you can't. This is the condition of my life right now. And uh, I try to maximize on race day. You know, the I with a pro- appropriate amount of rest for my shoulders because I know I'm gonna. Sure. And after a race. I feel pretty good, and then that next couple of days, I'm I'm down for the count. It's uh, it's like running a, I don't know, maybe a half equivalent of like a half marathon. It sucks that much out of me. Right. right. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do it till I, I can't do it when I get to a point where I feel like I'm not safe. Yeah. Well, you know, that was one thing I really stressed to myself was, it's one thing to go around and and make laps, and it's another thing to be out there with other cars and be responsible for others. Sure. And I always felt if I'm going to be out there, I need to be safe. Yeah, right. And right, I don't right, think right. anyone has ever who's raced against me has been like, you know what? He's not safe. He's a liability. Right. right, right. And, you know, with my hands, I always felt like I, I held myself to a higher standard of, of trying to drive safe. Sure, sure. I don't think that there's a – so I'm, I'm hard for people to impress me. You know what I mean? It, it's difficult to impress me, but I'm you know straight up thoroughly impressed with like the, the times I've been out there at the track with what you're doing, um, knowing the insides and outs of what you know what, what goes with what you're doing. It's, it's thoroughly impressive. I mean, 
I'm sure there's people that are impressed with some other guy that's out there at the track driving. But like I said, if you're if you're looking at Rob out on the track doing what he's doing and you're not like, holy shit, man, like that's pretty damn cool. Um, you're not paying attention because you don't understand what he's exactly what he's doing. Kester, my, my my driving coach, he gets it. Yeah, and uh, you know the guys I race against. Um, you know the great part is they just treat me like Rob, and I couldn't ask for more. You know I don't want to be right. You know a different standard. Um, I'm just a racer in their eyes. Sure, and sure, that's, sure, um, sure, sure. You know that's, that's I couldn't I couldn't ask for more. Right, 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 right. Well, it's it's been a good podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, what you call? I I like when I run into somebody who has somebody else that they know that's in a similar situation and then they can gauge it between me and that guy and they're like dude you know wow you're i i I don't miss a wrestling tournament ever like i don't care if it's in a blizzard i'm going so uh you know yeah you don't let it stop you and it's 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 super cool um you know anytime you got something going on that you want to come talk about it man come i appreciate you having me bill it's uh it's been a unique opportunity and Hopefully, uh, someone's out there who listen. Right, 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 right. Or will listen, and and they're inspired to try and do something. Yeah, I mean, uh, if somebody's listening and they know somebody in a chair, pass this on to them because I think that you know they need some inspiration or they need a little, you know, nudge to get themselves out the door to do. Then then go do. And uh, you know, I, I always tag it off with, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, I don't do this for any money. I just like to see some subscribers and stuff like that. And then uh, that was not paid. Uh, at no, yeah, there was no that, fee. No, yeah. no, there's no right. There's there's no <laughs> Wait, sponsors. What? what? Where's the, my agent? Right, Come the, on, the, the shocks <laughs> that you uh, talked about. They didn't give us any money. <laughs> no. Uh, so um, yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm a real estate broker, so I fund all this by selling houses and property and stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, check out the podcast on uh, Apple or uh, the uh, iTunes Store or uh, Google Play. Rate us. You know, let me know uh, on social media. I'll pretty much connect with anybody on there. If you're, if you're checking out the podcast, I'd like to hear from you and uh, hope you learned something. You know, put some comments on, on the thing and I'll try and answer it. But, uh, thanks for coming, man. Thanks, Bill. Absolutely. Thank you. Number three of you.